across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. The Talking Point with Kathy Motlatana, weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. Well, turning our focus to Uganda, presidential candidate Bobby Wine uh, was charged with holding rallies uh, likely to spread the coronavirus. The country, of course, will be holding its presidential elections in January. Now, long-term president Yoweri Museveni, who is accused of corruption and nepotism, has strong ties with Western allies, while Bobby Wine is gaining popularity with the youth. Um, So a lot of issues at play right now. In terms of this election, Mike Arering is the former executive producer at Channel Africa's Swahili Desk. Uh, Mike, good morning. Good morning. How are you today? I'm well, thank you. It's a pleasure to have you on the show uh, talking to us about this very important story. Oh, yes. When we Thank look, you very much. No problem at all. When we look at Bobby Wine, he, of course, is a megastar in um, Kampala, in Uganda. He's one of the biggest reggae stars that they have. Uh, just for one to see how famous he is, you have to look at the fact that he has a residence, the fact that he has a road uh, in Kampala that has been named after him. Now, when he decided to pursue this presidential, this presidency, what was it about him that you think made him a threat to the incumbent, Museveni? First of all, because he's a youth, just like Museveni when he took power way back in 1986. By that time, he was aged 41, 41 years. So he's giving actually a challenge to President Museveni, who thinks that uh, the youth, who actually are about 70% in Uganda, uh, Museveni thinks that uh, Bobby Wine is a big threat to him. Because remember, uh, most of the youth, uh, most of them uh, have just come fr- fresh from the university. They are graduates, but they have no jobs at all. And uh, the cost of living here in Uganda is so high. About 70% of the youth actually are jobless. So that is why Museveni uh, is actually afraid of uh, Bobby Wine. And just to give you a sense of uh, the political upheaval in the country, uh, today marks the third week of the campaign trial, where 11 presidential candidates are traveling up country to canvass and seek for votes from its citizens. Yes, last week there was an ugly scenario where one of the presidential candidates, youthful Robert Chagulani, popularly known as Bobby Wine, was arrested in what government said he defied the guidelines set by the Ministry of Health and the Electoral Commission, uh, the SOPs, in order to stop the spread of coronavirus pandemic. And uh, he was arrested while campaigning in uh, eastern Uganda. But uh, after two days, he was uh, released on bail, and uh, he has actually resumed his campaign trial. And today, he will be traveling to a town called Bundubujo, which is bordering Democratic Republic of Congo. Are we seeing any of the other presidential candidates being harassed in the same way that Bobby Wine is? 
several of them actually have been harassed, like uh, there are two generals, the former uh, army commander, Major General Mugisha Montu, and also the former Minister of Security, General Eli Tumwine, I mean General Andrew Tumkunde. Uh, he also suffered a wrath while traveling to canvas support in uh, western Uganda. So I can say that uh, most of the opposition have been harassed by the police wherever they go. One of the one of the things that those commentators who are looking at the situation in Uganda have described it as, uh, you know, some say that it's going to be a test of the limits of populism, that no matter how famous or popular someone might be, they, in fact, does not mean that this individual will be guaranteed the presidency. This is due to some of the dictatorship traits that we have seen from uh, Mr. Museveni over the years. Well, uh, much has been talked about uh, popularism. But if we talk of uh, Robert Chagulani, actually he has been uh, a very popular person, uh, because uh, at first the government thought that uh, he only has support in uh, Kampala City and the Kampala District. But uh, all in all, since he started his campaign trial, that is uh, three weeks ago, uh, he he has actually been been having a huge crowd following him, right from West Nile, that is uh, bordering, uh, bordering South Sudan, and also in some parts of eastern Uganda, and also parts of western Uganda where he is currently right now. And uh, he has been actually popular. And that doesn't mean that uh, though he's getting a lot of crowd, it doesn't mean that he will, he will, not, he will not get enough votes. Because uh, the arrest of Robert Chagulani, a youth from the ghetto who is becoming popular day by day, caused huge protests in Kampala City and major mm. towns in Uganda. Security personnel killed about uh, 45 civilians when quelling the demonstration. Many Ugandans believe that uh, President Museveni is fearing the growing uh, popularity of the young star Robert Chagulani, who started his political journey six, year, six years ago when he won to become a member of parliament representing people of Chandono in Wakiso district, which is neighboring Kampala district. And the Ugandans are complaining when the ruling party, the National Resistance Movement, organized primaries election, they would converge in big numbers, and they actually violated the SOPs to fight the spread of coronavirus pandemic. And the security personnel never, never bothered to arrest the NRM followers. And even when the presidential campaign started, there has always been huge crowds uh, standing at the roadside without wearing masks, and uh, the security personnel just looks on. But the opposition, more especially Robert Chagulani of the National Unity Platform and uh, Patrick Amuriat of the Forum for Democratic Change, have been confronted and uh, tear-gassed by the joint security forces who use excessive force when chasing the mm-hmm. followers of these two presidential candidates. So I can say that uh, at the moment, 
Robert Chagulani is uh, gaining more popularity, more especially in West Nile province and also in Eastern province and also Karamojong province, where actually there are so many youth who are not employed who are supporting Robert Chagulani. We are yet to see the D-Day when it comes, whether Chagulani will get more votes than than President Museveni. But uh, it tells that uh, Robert Chagulani might might surprise uh, President Yori Kaguta Museveni, who is the incumbent. Mm. One of the things that is needed for an election to be truly to be declared free and fair are also the conditions, right, under which people um, cast their vote. What is the the body, the electoral body in Uganda saying about all of this violence in the run-up to the presidential election? Uh, You see, people are wondering why the Electoral Commission is so silent when there is violence caused by the followers of uh, uh, both uh, political parties here in Uganda. Uh, They are wondering why the police actually has to beat up the supporters of Robert Chagulani and supporters of uh, Patrick Omuriat, another presidential candidate. And uh, why is the Electoral Commission quiet? Some people are saying that the uh, Electoral Commission is being controlled by State House. That's why uh, it can't do anything. And uh, even uh, the, the field has not been leveled properly. So they are saying that uh, uh, the Electoral Commission is uh, biased and it's favoring the ruling party. So there is no mm-hmm. doubt that uh, most of the citizens are saying the the Electoral Commission needs actually to be transformed so that uh, the the elections are free and fair. They are conducted in a free and fair atmosphere. Mm. Of course, one of the consequences of this violence is that what we're seeing is that more lives have been lost already in this election than what we saw in 2016. Yes, of course, because uh, of the new face of uh, Robert Chagulani, he has come actually in full force, and people are supporting him. If you visit uh, most of the towns in Uganda, like Kampala, Jinja, the second uh, largest uh, city Mm. in Uganda, you go up to West Nile, Arua, you go to uh, you go to Mukono, you travel even up to Masaka you find that uh, most of the citizens are supporting uh, Robert Chagulani. And that that is why uh, next year elections are going to be tough, not like uh, 2016. But, you know, I'm just thinking of accountability. And there's a reason why Museveni has been able to be president of Uganda for over 30 years. Do you get a sense that there are any accountability mechanisms available to the people of Uganda? Uh, You know, it's uh, very difficult when you come to that question, because Mm. first of all, President Museveni is the one controlling like uh, the judiciary, whereby the judges will favor him in case 
there is a complaint from the opposition, even if they go to court. They have been going to court, I remember quite well. Retired Colonel Dr. Kiza Besije, the leader the former leader of the Forum for Democratic Change, which was uh, the largest opposition party in Uganda. Mm. Actually, he went to court uh, twice, but uh, all in all, he couldn't win the case. That is why people are doubting the judiciary system here in Uganda. So it always favors him. And uh, he also controls uh, the security. He also, you know, he's controlling almost each and every uh, government uh, organization. So mm. it's very, very difficult for him to lose up the election. So that is why this time around, uh, Robert Chagulani says that uh, each person should be allowed to cast his vote so that uh, they can win. But uh, all in all, mm. the way mm. how I see things, Mike Arereng is the former executive producer at Channel Africa Swahili Desk. We'll continue with him in a situation in Uganda. That country is getting ready uh, to go uh, for its presidential elections. That's at the beginning of the year in January. What we have seen, however is, um, you know, very handed approach by the Museveni administration, in particular against Bobby Wine. Um, you would have heard um, our our guest today, um, who is Mike Arreng, speaking about why it's such a challenging time. And, of course, Bobby Wine's full name is Robert Kayagulani, um, and um, of course, the media generally refer to him as Bobby Wan. So, if you hear Mike using that name, Robert, he is referencing uh, Bobby Wan. But the challenges that he has been facing on the ground while he pursues this presidential bid, and it's not just about the arrest that he's facing, but the extent to which the playing field in that country has simply not been leveled here. And um, when you listen to Mike and how he speaks about the way in which Museveni literally has all the levers to power in Uganda, it makes it almost impossible that anybody else would be able to be president simply because of the kind of control that he has even administratively over the country. I I want us to listen to one or two WhatsApp voice notes and then we'll continue our conversation with Mike. Morning, Kathy. President Museveni has never won any election in Uganda and there's no way that he'll lose this. But his biggest tragedy is that Bobby Wine can be considered the presidential candidate and the successor to him in Uganda. Thank you, Solomon. Bye. This is Derek from Mklanga talking about Africa and a lot of its leaders. What is it about African leaders that insist on dictatorships and autocracy? Uh, I, I think it's a matter of power and greed because um, they all end up being multi-millionaires if not billionaires Um, they eliminate any opposition uh, which is a power issue and they want to be in power forever Uh, Mugabe was a typical example and there's so many of them on the African continent it's just such a pity Africa can't accept democracy and allow the people to decide who rules them 
yeah, it's it's strongman politics, right? And and we see it in different parts of the continent. Mike Arring is part of our conversation today. Mike, what then is the way forward here? Because we are seeing a lot of international support for Bobby Wine, but what in effect does that actually mean? Well, it means uh, a lot because uh, even uh, I remember last week when uh, Robert Chagulani was uh, arrested, President Museveni uh, came up with uh, a statement saying that uh, Bob Wine is being supported by the Western countries. Uh, so it means a lot. It's true. Maybe Western uh, Western countries have come in to support Bob Wine, and also Ugandans themselves. They are saying that enough is enough. President Museveni has been in power for the last 35 years, but uh, the cost of living is so high, and uh, there is actually uh, a huge a huge vacuum because most of the youth they don't have uh, jobs. They are fresh from the from the universities, but uh, they have no jobs at all, and that is why most of the youth are keen in removing President Museveni. They want a change because 35 years is too much for them. They are saying that uh, first of all, there is a lot of corruption. Uh, corruption actually has actually killed the economy of this country. And also there is nepotism, whereby one tribe is being favored. For example, most of the police commanders come from one region. So that is why uh, Bob Wine is becoming popular day by day. And uh, as he resumes his uh, campaign trial, uh, he's going actually to urge the citizens to support him because he's saying that this is now the time this is now the only opportunity for Ugandans to actually have a change. Because President Museveni has been in power. Actually, what the only good thing he has done is actually to maintain security for both Ugandans and also foreigners. Remember, Uganda is actually number one country in the whole continent to welcome refugees from other countries. But in a sense, in another way, he is also benefiting from the international organizations who bring in money in order to fund the, the existence of the refugees in Uganda. And uh, if you talk about uh, the developments, remember when he came into power, there were so many government entities, but today as I speak, most of them were sold off and they were sold off to the supporters of the ruling, uh, the ruling party, political party. So it's absurd for Ugandans because Ugandans want a change. Ugandans are yearning for development. They say that uh, why is it that in the neighboring country like Tanzania, President Magufuli has been in power only for five years, but you can see the road network. It's, it's so, 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 so good because... In Uganda, the roads are still not uh, not up to standard, and you find that and right now, as I speak, he wants to construct a road in DRC, President Museveni. Now the citizens are complaining. They are saying, why should he go to the neighboring country 
to develop another country while in his own country the roads are still in a bad state. Uh, thank you so much for coming onto the show, Mike, and for really putting us into perspective and as far as the story is concerned. We certainly hope that uh, there will be a lot more said about the violence. Um, and just before I let you go, Mike, we haven't heard much from the AU on this matter either. Thank you. All right. Okay. It seems. <laughs> okay. It seems, Mike. Uh, we've we've lost Mike there in terms of uh, the interview. I think there might be a bit of a delay with this line. But the reality is, I haven't seen any statements of condemnation of the violence that's taking place in Uganda from the African Union, and that in and of itself becomes part of the problem. Uh, Derek was one was asking the question: Why do all the leaders, or why do a lot of the leaders on the continent, um, follow this line? Well, it's simply because they are allowed to. Namsam Tluli has your 11 o'clock news.